And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello everyone and welcome again to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls on purpose. That's right, we created this show as a way for me to get out of my comfort zone and share my faith. I am scared to death to talk to people one-to-one and for some reason or another, putting a microphone between us makes all things better. So, that's why we have the show, that's why we are in existence, and that's why you have the opportunity to listen to Witness Radio. You can find out more about us at witnesstalkradio.org. You can also go there to listen to all of our previous episodes. If you go there today, you will see that we are on episode number 10. That's right, it is our 10th episode today, and... Because we're so happy about actually going 10 episodes, we're going to give something away. Something pretty special. Want to know what we're giving away? Listen closely. Christians agree that sharing the gospel is extremely important, but many never do because they fear not knowing what to say. The School of Biblical Evangelism by Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron is your complete guide to sharing your faith. It has 101 lessons exploring everything from world religions to biblical prophecies. Learn how to overcome your fears, answer the most common questions, and take part in the work of saving the lost. Get the School of Biblical Evangelism through our store at livingwaters.com and learn how to share the gospel simply, effectively, and biblically the way Jesus did. Okay, normally this book goes for $25 at livingwaters.com, but today you can win a free copy of the School of Biblical Evangelism book. Here's how you do it. Send me an email with the correct names of every student we interview today. The first person to send me an email with the correct names wins the book. Now the deadline for entries is March 15th, 2014 at 11:59 p.m. So you've got a week to get me the answers. This is open to people in the continental United States because well, shipping's expensive. And to send me that email, send it to radio at muniacfamily.com. That's radio at m u n i a k family.com. Or you can send it through our contact form at witnesstalkradio.org. What's your name? Dustin. Dustin? Hi, Dustin. I'm Ryan. We're talking on Witness Radio. Okay. Uh, we're asking people what their thoughts are on that new Russell Crowe movie coming out at the end of the, blah, at the, end of the month. It's called Noah. It's uh, based on a Bible character. Uh, Noah in the Ark. You heard about that? Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that was a a real happening, or do you think it was fictional? I don't know. I know in a lot of religions there is a flood that happened in almost every religion, so I guess there was a flood at some point. I don't know if the the whole ark is possible, but I don't know. I guess it could be. 
So uh, do you have any uh, particular religious belief or anything like that? I believe in a god, but I don't go to church or anything regularly, so... Would you classify yourself as agnostic, then? Uh, I guess just a Christian. Just oh, as a Christian? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what uh, what would I have to do to become a, a Christian? I have no idea. I guess go to church. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound like you're a very good Christian if you don't know how to become one. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I was raised that way, I guess. And then out on my own, I don't have to go to church all the time. Gotcha. So you said you were raised uh, in, like, a Christian home. Yeah. Okay, so did your parents make you go to church and everything when you were younger? If we wanted to. It wasn't a forced thing, but... I mean, we all had friends and, I guess, like, the teen group at church. Okay. Okay, so uh, what what made you decide... You know what? Uh, I'm gonna give it up. You know, I don't know if I've given it up more than just put it on hold. Kind of busy here on campus. Okay. So, you you put it on hold. I guess everyone uh, can do such a thing. Right. <laughs> that, that, it, that statement kind of threw me off there. Okay. So, do you uh, do you read the Bible? No, I've never read the Bible. Okay. Do you do you pray? At some points, if I feel like I need to. Okay. Uh, so, what was your name one more time? Dustin. Dustin. You know, listening to, to your answers, I, I wouldn't so much classify you as, as a Christian. Okay. Uh, more li- like, a, see, I don't even want to say agnostic, mm-hmm. um, because agnostics would say, I don't know if there's a God. Um well, Maybe church, you would be like a general the church atheist. I went to wasn't like a normal Catholic or Christian church. It was however you lived your life, that's what your heaven or hell was going to be like. So there wasn't like set standards. If it was however you lived your life, that's what heaven was going to be like. So okay. So um, you know, I've I started up on, on the Christian religion. I actually am a Christian myself. Uh, there's. Uh, there's uh, something called the Ten Commandments. Have you heard of them? Yeah. That's what, uh, it was God's uh, standard of perfection, standard of morality. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, take you through a couple of those and see uh, if you're a good person, see if you're good enough to get to heaven. Okay. So, Dustin, how many lies would you say you've told in your whole life? I don't know. Rough estimate. More than I can count, I guess. Okay, so what do you call someone who tells a lot of lies, more than they can count? I would guess a sinner. Right, but more specifically. Like, if I told you a lie, what would you call me? An untrustworthy person, a liar. There you go. Okay, so let's go on. Uh, How many, uh, no, have you uh, ever stolen anything before, even something small? No. No. Okay. I don't know if I believe you because you admitted to being a liar, okay. but I'll let you get by with it. Okay. Another one. Have you ever used uh, the name God, Jesus, or Christ in a way that was uh, derogatory or not glorifying? Probably. Okay. That one's called blasphemy. Mm-hmm. And one more. This is the big one. Uh, the Bible says you should not commit adultery. But Jesus said, whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already in his heart. Have you ever looked with lust? Yes. 
So Dustin, we've, we've gone through uh, four of the Ten Commandments and you've admitted to me that you are uh, a liar, yep. that you're a blasphemer, and you're an adulterer at heart. Okay. So Dustin, based on God's standard of goodness, mm -hmm. you're not a good person. Okay. So does it, if, if God were to judge you based on that standard, like say you were to die today and stand before God, yeah. if he were to judge you, would you say you'd be innocent or guilty? Based on those standards, guilty. Do you think God would let you go to heaven or to hell? Based on those standards, hell, I guess. Uh, the Bible actually says all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and sulfur. Mm -hmm. And it says uh, no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And it says God will not hold you guiltless for taking his name in vain, blaspheming. Yeah. So does it concern you that if you were to die today and stand before God, you'd be going to hell? I guess it doesn't matter if it does. Why doesn't it matter? If I've already committed them. Well, you know, just like here on this earth, you know, if you disobeyed your parents, you know, while you've already disobeyed, you, you aren't looking forward to the punishment, right? You don't want the punishment to happen. So, uh, you know, just like that, you know, we should be concerned with uh, breaking God's laws, you know, because there is a punishment to come. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible talks about how God did something so that we could escape the judgment, to escape the punishment to come. Do you know what that is? Uh, no. Uh, you remember hearing in church about Jesus at all? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Jesus was God's son, but he was also God in the flesh. And that's, that's a little heavy to, to yeah. take on a radio show. But, uh, you know, God sent Jesus to this earth, born of a virgin. He lived a perfect, sinless life. So he never lied. He never looked with lust. He never used God's name as a curse word. Mm -hmm. And then he died on a cross. Now, when he died on the cross, that was um, like a legal transaction taking place there. Mm -hmm. You see, the Bible says that we're all guilty. We all deserve to go to hell. And he says that someone needs to pay the fine. Someone needs to pay for those sins that have been committed. And when Jesus died on the cross, he was taking your punishment. He was paying for your sins with his blood. See, the Bible says there is no remission of sin, no taking away of sin without the shedding of blood. And the, the blood had to be a perfect sacrifice, someone who had never sinned, Jesus. So he died on the cross to pay for your sins and for my sins. And then he rose again on the third day, proving that he was God, proving that the payment was acceptable. And he says that there's, there's a way for you to escape hell. There's a way for you to escape the payment or the punishment that you deserve. Do you know how you can do that? No. Nope. Dustin, Jesus said, let me wait for that to finish. Okay. So, Dustin, Jesus said you need to be born again. You know, that doesn't mean you go to you start going to church or you start praying. Yeah. 
uh, born again, Jesus said, you need to repent and believe the gospel. Now, repent, that, that's a word I'm sure you've heard uh, sometime in your church life. Uh, it, it basically means to turn around, to do a 180. You know, like if you were to go into the building here, into TUC, if you didn't want to be in there anymore, you would turn around and walk out. Yeah. That's basically repentance. But you're turning away from your sins, lying, uh, stealing, adultery, all of it. You're turning away from it, and you're turning to God by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. He, sa he also said, believe the gospel. Mm -hmm. The gospel is this. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So Dustin, what you need to do if you are concerned about going to hell, mm -hmm. you need to repent, turn away from your sins, and you need to put your trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross then God says he will forgive you for all the sins you've ever committed, past, present, and future. And he says that uh, he will grant you a new heart with new desires. You will no longer desire the things of this world. You will no longer desire to do those sins that you, that you love to do. But you will desire to do the will of the one who saved you from a lake of fire. Does that make sense? Sure. So, what, uh, what are your thoughts on everything I've just shared with you? So, I could go throughout quite a bit of my life doing whatever sins I want and at some point decide I want to repent and everything would be fine? Essentially, yes. Okay. But, we don't know when we're going to die. Okay. Um, so, you could take a chance and do whatever you want and then repent. Seems kind of illogical. Yeah, well, there are definitely some things in the Bible that are illogical, like, you know, a guy making a giant boat because the world's going to flood and animals came to the boat and got on there and he, everything was saved because of that. You know, it sounds Ill illogical, you know, to, to the world, but God can do miraculous things, you know, and he offers that, that gift of eternal life to everyone who is willing to surrender to him, to humble themselves and turn away from the sins and trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he says that he will not hold you guiltless. You know, he says that our lives are like a vapor. They're here for a moment and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. You know, Guinness Book of World Records says 160,000 people die every day. Yeah. That's two people every second. So, Dustin, last question for you. When is your second up? What do you mean? When are you going to die? When's your second up? I don't know. I could choose. I could choose that second, or I could let it be chosen for me. Well, I just want to encourage you, Dustin, to get right with God mm -hmm. before that second is up, because there's no second chance. There's no choice on the other side, okay? The Bible says it is appointed for man once to die, and after that comes judgment. It appears like Dustin couldn't have cared less about our conversation, but we don't know what's going on inside his heart. We don't know what happened after I walked away from Dustin. 
he could have gone inside and started bawling his eyes out in the bathroom in repentance towards God. Or he could have gone inside and started thinking, that was the biggest waste of 15 minutes of my life. I'm never going to talk to a guy with a microphone again. We don't know. But we pray for Dustin anyway, because the seed was planted and God can and will use it for his glory. So please pray for Dustin. Are you tired of just sitting there listening to the gospel being shared and want to do your part to fulfill the Great Commission? Then stand up and step out of your comfort zone by joining us at these upcoming outreaches. Abortion Prevention. Every Monday from noon to 2, we will be at the Planned Parenthood on Auburn Avenue. Christian Collegiate Network Bible Fellowship, Thursday, starting at 1230 on the UC campus. St. Patrick's Day Parade Outreach, March 15th from 1030 to 230. We'll be giving away the Biggest Question DVDs at the UC campus on March 26th from 11 to 3. For more event details, find us on Facebook or visit muniacfamily.com. Okay, Victoria, so we're asking people on the campus what their thoughts are on the new Noah movie that's coming out at the end of the month with Russell Crowe. What are your thoughts? Do you believe that Noah was a real character or a fictional character? I'm not sure where I stand on that exactly. Um... I think that regardless of whether he is real or fictional, it's a good lesson, and so I don't think it really matters. Okay, so do you think um, that what hap- what it says happened in the Bible really happened? That he built an ark and animals came two by two and God flooded the earth? It's possible. Um, it seems a little far-fetched, but again, I think the message behind it is what really matters. And what, um, you keep saying that there there is a good message behind it. What's, uh, what is that message? Um, be a good person. Do what you know you're supposed to do, regardless of whether you're religious or Christian or not. Just try to be a good person. Don't be gluttonous, um, or there will be consequences. So, you said, uh, essentially, try to be a good person. How do you think you're doing, Victoria? Do you think you're a good person? Overall, I think I'm doing okay. I could be better, but... Victoria, if you don't mind, we're going to ask you a couple of questions. See how you rate, okay? See if you're doing good. Okay. How many lies do you think you've told in your whole life? I couldn't even begin to count them. Um... Rough estimate hundreds maybe a thousand I mean in my entire life kids lie a lot so I don't know I have two of them I I agree with you so Victoria you said that you've told hundreds maybe thousands of lies so what do you call someone who's told lies typically they're called a liar but I think that's pretty standard for people to tell lies every now and then so right but we're we're, uh, interviewing Victoria right now so uh Next question, have you ever stolen anything, even something small? Um, 
I've borrowed things without permission that I've given back, but I don't remember stealing anything. Have you ever uh, illegally downloaded something off the internet or stolen answers off a test or been at work and not worked while on the clock? Yes. Those are all stealing. So what do you call someone who steals? A thief. Very good. Victoria, we're going to go for number three here. Have you ever used God's name as a curse word? Probably. That one's called blasphemy. And what I just did, Victoria, is I went through a couple of the Ten Commandments. People say that's a good moral standard. And you've admitted to me that you're a lying, thieving, blasphemer. It doesn't sound like you're a very good person, Victoria. It sounds like you're horrible like the rest of us. I would say I'm pretty average, yeah. Pretty average? Well, I, I suppose you could be average, but w what we were looking for was good, not average. So you failed the test. What, what do you have to say about that? Well, thankfully, God is forgiving, and by the grace of God, I think I'll be all right. Okay, so explain that to me a little bit. Why, why should God allow you to uh, be okay, or why should he allow you to get into heaven? He shouldn't allow me to, but he's loving and forgiving, and so... So does everyone uh, get a free pass into heaven? If they've accepted God, and if they try to be a good person, then I think they do. Okay, so I could be uh, a Mormon or a Muslim or a Buddhist, and, and I can uh, still get into heaven? I think so, yeah. Okay, and what um, do you have a particular faith background that you have? I'm Lutheran. You're Lutheran, okay. So... Um, got a question here uh, based on a Bible verse. Uh, John 14, 6, said, uh, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What does that mean? It means if you accept Jesus as your Savior, then you can go to heaven, and if not, you won't. Okay, but a minute ago you said Mormons and Muslims and Buddhists and all those people uh, can still go to heaven. Uh, just by being a good person, believing in God. Uh, but a lot of them don't believe that Jesus is uh, Savior. So where where would they go if they didn't uh, believe in Jesus? It's not my place to judge them. Everyone has their own beliefs, and that's their right. And that's up to God to determine what to do with them. I can just accept them, and that's all I can really do. Okay. So... Um, but I'm, I'm not trying to have you judge them, but based on that Bible verse, it, it sounds like if they don't believe in Jesus, then they're not going to heaven. Is that correct? Based on that Bible verse, yes, but what do you say about a child who hasn't had a chance to accept Jesus, who dies? What, what happens to them? An infant who dies without ever being exposed to religion, you think they go to hell? Well, no, uh, because you know the Bible talks about uh, God overlooking the the time of ignorance. You know, so those who haven't heard about Jesus or don't have an opportunity to uh, receive Christ, uh, 
I, I would say that God, as the Bible said, overlooks their their ignorance. You know, and I'm not saying ignorance in, in a derogatory way. They just they don't know. Okay. So, but you know, there are there are people out here. You know, Mormons, Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, even. You know, they they have heard the message and they deliberately uh, reject that message. What happens to them? It's not my place to say. Okay. So, do you believe that there is a a hell as well as a heaven? I believe that hell is the absence of God. People think of it as this fiery place underneath the earth, and I just think that hell is not being with God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use another Bible verse, and I want you to tell me what it, what it what it says or what it means. And I'm actually going to pull out a Bible if I can reach it. Let's see here. So it's Revelation 21, 8. Okay? But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. What does that mean? That if you do any of those things you'll go to how people imagine hell. I imagine that verse is where people get the image of hell. So do you take the Bible literally or do you take it more metaphorically? I take it metaphorically. Okay. And do you have uh, any personal reason behind that? Um, there are a lot of things in the Bible that are outdated as far as what it says, like slavery is acceptable in the Bible and nowadays it's not um, and there are a lot of things even in the Bible that are stated as metaphors Jesus's parables that's where a lot of people get their stories or beliefs or whatever and those are direct metaphors so why isn't the rest of it okay so um, that kind of explains why, why you're not really sure on the whole Noah thing that we were talking about at the beginning. What about uh, going way back to the very beginning with, with Adam and Eve? Do you think, and even before that, do you think God created the earth in six literal 24-hour days? Well, 24-hour days didn't exist when he would have started, so I don't see how that would have been possible. Okay. If he created time, then how would you measure what he was creating before there was time. Okay. Well, um, so how long, how old do you, would you say that the earth is? I'm sure they've come up with an answer for that by science, but I don't know it. I would say probably billions of years. Do you, do you is that what, uh, the Bible teaches, or is that what uh, like evolution and biology and stuff teaches? That's what science says, but I don't think that science and religion are mutually exclusive. I think you can be a scientist and religious. In fact, a lot of scientists become religious the more they find out about the universe, because there's just so much that can't be explained by science. But things that can be explained by science 
you can't just use a piece of literature like the Bible to disprove it. Well, I agree that you can be, a, a, you know, religious and and a scientist. Um, and, and I'm not trying to say that it, it's one or the other. Um, but, uh, you know, with, uh, I know a, a lot of scientists, uh, for example, at uh, Answers in Genesis, they, they're scientists. I mean, they've got doctorates and all that stuff. And, you know, they believe the Bible to be literal, um, aside from the areas where it specifically says it's metaphorical, like parables and stuff like that. Um, but they take, they, they say that the, the earth is only, give or take, uh, 6,000 years old, based on what they see in the Bible. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Um humanity might only be a couple thousand years old. I don't know about that, but the earth itself, I think, has been around a lot longer than that. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, if you put man's word above God's word, you are questioning the authority authority of scripture and you have no foundation to stand upon just like Victoria. And then the Bible becomes nothing more than a book of fairy tales. Thank you so much for listening. Remember tomorrow go to blogtalkradio.com slash g220radio and you'll hear me talking with Ricky Gantz about the Ten Commandments. Don't forget we have a contest going on. Go back to the beginning of the episode to hear more about that. Go to our website witnesstalkradio.org for more information about anything related to Witness Radio. And until next week, go share your faith.